is Loggers and Loudmouths, Conversations Unfiltered. Hey guys, welcome to Loggers and Loudmouths. This is Cameron and I'm sitting here with Ty and today we are going to bring you two potentially thought-provoking topics. We think they're thought-provoking. What do you think, Ty? I think they're great. And Hey, before we get into that, let's crack a cold one. Yeah, of course. This is Loggers and Loudmouths after all. One of our favorite, uh, what do we got here? We got an IPA from one of our favorite local breweries. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. We made it. Episode one. Episode one. All right, so the way this is going to work, it's, uh, it's going to kind of be, uh, I don't know, we're just going to kind of off the cuff is really kind of what it is. So our, our idea is that we're going to bring you two topics every podcast. And each of those topics is we're going to do one fun potentially fun we think it's fun and then the other one is going to be more serious but here's the kick uh we don't know which one is which and we don't know what we're going to get because we have this fishbowl i got this little fishbowl here you can hear it this is actually just a bowl from my kitchen it's not anything fancy if you want to send us a fancy bowl we'll use it and we'll post it on social media uh so what we got is this fishbowl and we've got a list of topics inside of this fishbowl so what we're going to do is just kind of a random grab bag we'll uh, reach in we'll grab a topic and uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about that today. So again, we have one one serious, one um, fun, and the idea is just to uh, promote some critical thinking, promote some uh, talking about whatever the topic happens to be. What do you think, Ty? You want to go with uh, fun or serious first, or maybe maybe we should flip a coin? Yeah, let's flip a coin for it. All right, let's let's see what happens. All right, I got a nice. Uh, what, what do we got here? We got a quarter from uh, 1998. All right. All right, we got heads. Heads is going to be our serious topic. All right, so coming out right of the gates with a serious topic. Ty, you want to take it away? Yeah. So topic number one here. Is cancel culture a necessary tool for accountability, or does it stifle free speech and harm people unfairly? So we're really trying to piss people off from the get-go here now. <laughs> All right. Just, Just coming right out of the gates. Episode yeah. one, cancel culture. Thank you, Fishbowl. So what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, sir, first, let's, go, let's kind of uh, define cancel culture. So cancel culture is, uh, it's out there. I mean, if you follow anything on social media, you know that there's lots of people that talk about it one way or the other. So uh, how would you define it? I think I define it a little bit differently than, than what the official definition in is. But let me, let me consult the internets here. Uh, cancel culture is a phrase contemporary to the late 2010s and early 2020s used to refer to a culture in which those who are deemed to have acted or spoken in an unacceptable manner are ostracized, boycotted, or shunned. Thank you, Wikipedia. That is very textbook. When I read that definition, um, you know, com- coming into the podcast, you know, cancel culture seems kind of like a-, a new thing. And I think the term is new, but that that definition, I mean, I, I feel like you could go back, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and, and that's... That's been a thing that's been around for a long time. All right, so in- interesting little side note here. So uh, believe it or not, cancel culture is not new. Yeah, it's come into popularity with social media, but it actually kind of started way back in 1991 in a Wesley Snipes film, believe it or not. Yeah, the film was called New Jack City. Uh, Wesley Snipes played a gangster called Nino Brown, um, and in one scene, he was getting pissed off at his girlfriend because of whatever gangsters get pissed off at their girlfriends for. Um, well, she well, actually she was kind of getting pissed at him because of him being a gangster and all the violence that comes comes along with that. So uh, he's fed up with her getting mad at him for being a gangster. So he essentially says, and this is verbatim from the movie, "Cancel that bitch! I'll buy another one." 
So this has been around 1991. And believe it or not, uh, Little Wayne did a song in 2010 in which he actually referenced that film um, in his single call or in his song called I'm Single. It says, yeah, I'm single. Bad word that I cannot say. Um, had to cancel that bitch like Nino. And Nino was the name of the gangster from that uh, 1991 movie with Wesley Snipes. So it's been around a while. It's not new. No, I don't I don't think so either. Um, I think in today's day and age of social media, it's kind of on the forefront now just because Oh, for sure. You know, everybody in the world is now connected and, you know, information flows so freely now. Um, so going back to the original question here. Yeah, read it is, out for is, us. Is it the, the essence of it is is it necessary for accountability or does it stifle free speech? Now, in my opinion, and this is where I think a lot of people kind of confuse freedom of speech and freedom of consequences. So if you look at, you know, the First Amendment and freedom of speech. Speaking of that, can, can I just, just let's throw out the First Amendment out there. Um, so just so everybody knows what the First Amendment actually is, because that's all it always people always go to. It's like, oh, it's the First Amendment, First Amendment. It's my right to do this, right to do that. All right. So the First Amendment, uh, by definition, provides the Congress that provides that Congress make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting its free exercise. It protects freedom of speech, the press, assembly, and the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So, so to me, that means, yes, we live, we live in the United States. We have freedom of speech. And to me, that says the government cannot imprison you or punish you for your thoughts and opinions. And I agree 100%. And the the key there, the statement that you made there, is the government. That doesn't mean your peers can't hold you accountable. And that's what cancel culture is, is your peers holding you accountable. The government can't do squat unless they go through due process and actually uh, find you uh, legally, I guess, at fault. But And, like, the thing is, the the freedom of consequences is, I think, where people get get it muddied. They think that freedom of speech means you could walk around, say whatever the hell you want, and then be free of consequences. Well... You know, you're, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But if I go into work spouting some bullshit that's deemed inappropriate, I'm no longer going to be working there anymore. That's a consequence. That's consequences, of, exactly. Of Action, my actions. actions have consequences for sure. But that doesn't mean you can't say it. You can say whatever the hell you want. No, but yeah. you do have to be uh, be ready that there there are potential consequences for that. I think a big thing with cancel culture nowadays too is kind of going off on a tangent of that is outrage culture. So people people love they need controversy. Something to get mad at. Yes, people love getting mad. They love being part of an organization. I think, and when you get a lot of people together that are feeding off of that same negative energy, people seek that out and are looking for for something to get offended about. Of course, yeah, and I don't know why. Listen, I I, I try to live my life like listen, my, I got a small family, just me, my wife, and my son, and that's it. I live my life within my small little pocket. But you're right. For some reason, people f- feel that need to uh, to be part of something bigger. Maybe I just don't feel that need. I don't feel that need either. What do you think that's doing for our society in today's day and age, though? Uh, yeah, I think it's hurting it because you can't talk. Um, it's you you have to second guess everything that you say um listen i'm an educator i teach collegiately um and i always i i I tend to just kind of speak off the cuff a lot of the times but half the time i have to kind of catch myself like um can you say that i don't necessarily think that's a 
bad thing, though. No, I, it makes you conscious. That's good. I feel like people are so quick for a response in some way. And I, I think it's good to think before you speak. It is. And now you're right. We don't think before we speak. I mean, just look at social media. People will not do their research before they just kind of answer any sort of random question or put their opinion on somebody else's Facebook post or Instagram post or TikTok or whatever it is. I think one of the big things, too, is, you know, there's there's degrees of opinions, right? Like people people will get canceled over really dumb stuff. And then you could see like, okay, if you're saying, you know, anti-Semitic or racist things, it's like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that side of things. And I think as bad as those opinions are, you still have the right to those opinions. Yeah. But again, back to your earlier point, those opinions may come with consequences. Exactly. And the consequences are getting canceled, right or wrong. I mean, in the court of public opinion, that's just kind of how it works. I guess, I guess we... Uh, it would help to define what what canceling means, you know, because you have you have multiple tiers of people. You have you know really high profile politicians, celebrities, yep, yep, yep. you know things like that. Businesses, you know, businesses have gotten canceled um, recently as well for you know their opinions on certain topics and things like that. I can I can see both sides of it. For sure, for sure. I mean, there. You, if you say something completely anti-Semitic or racist, you need to be held accountable. But then my question comes back to uh, how far are we going back? Because here's the problem is I think we see and you see this a lot in politics that people are always just looking for an angle so they can belittle their opponents. Um, so they'll go back 20 or 30 years and find some random thing this person said and try to get them canceled based on that. Is there a statute of limitations, I guess? Or should there be? I don't think, I think statute of limitations is the the wrong term because that's a, that's a legal term and that's no, not sure. necessarily what we're talking about here. We're talking about the you know, the public perception or a large group of people's perception on a person or entity. I mean, I don't think there's any argument to say, you know, what was socially acceptable 40, 50 years ago may not be socially acceptable now. But should you get canceled for that? Should you get canceled for something you did in 1970, even though it, I mean, back then it was acceptable? Um, right or wrong, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to argue that, but right or wrong um, is not in the point, but it was acceptable back then. Should you be canceled for something you did 30 years ago? I think in generalities, you, you got to, you got to define what, I think it's a case by case basis. Agreed. I don't think it's, this is a very gray area for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm a very black and white person, but I do see the nuance in this um, in this topic. That's a, that's a hard one. All man. right, let me give you a, all right, so let me give you some context. I'm going to give you a case, uh, okay. the case of James Gunn. So we all know James Gunn, right? If you're a Marvel fan, you know James Gunn. He was the director of Guardians of the Galaxy series. We all love that. I mean, ar- arguably, I think, this is my opinion, one of the best soundtracks in any movie ever from start to go. First one, definitely the best. They get better as they go, I think. Uh, but uh, he, around 2018, he became the center of a cancel culture controversy. He had old tweets um, that had resurfaced containing jokes that were probably in poor taste, dealing with topics like pedophilia and rape. Obviously not good. We don't condone that whatsoever. Uh, so as a result, he was fired by Disney from directing the third of the Guardians of the Galaxy series. So, again, due process. P- before people actually gave him his due process, he was canceled or fired. 
Um, and what ultimately happened is there, there's there's kind of three thoughts to why this was not the right thing to do. Context. Uh, so many argued that the tweets were I, ideally taken out of context, which you never know what a person's thinking when they say something like that. Um, a lot of them said that they were made many years prior and that uh, Gunn had since, uh, James Gunn had since uh, disavowed those types of behaviors and uh, emphasizing that he had grown as a person. So that we, we got to consider that, that what I did as a kid isn't the same person I am now 30 years later. You know, you, you brought up jokes in poor taste. I feel like a lot of comedians especially yeah. get, get a lot of flack for, for jokes that may or may not be in poor taste. I'm pretty... I'm pretty. I'm pretty lenient on jokes. If if that that's what a comedian they're does. supposed to make you laugh, right? Yeah. And they and do it by making fun of everybody equally. I, I agree, and I I do think there is a degree of people being oversensitive as time moves on, um, and and maybe that's their their own way of dealing with how they're perceived in their community. I don't I don't think jokes are inherently there to to harm people no they're, I think, they're gonna make people have fun laugh and you you brought this up context is extremely important i think you know reading something on on the internet or twitter or anything you are seeing that in a isolation isolation chamber essentially so there's no there's no nuance to how somebody said it or why somebody said it i mean if it's a comedian who's who's making a joke on stage yeah you you're gonna get that you know crowd reaction like whoa that was that was a little too rough. much yeah, yeah it was a little too much but at the end of the day you're at a comedy show for for jokes and yeah. you know comics are going to push the edge with with what that's, they can that's say. what they're that's what, that's they're what, paid to that's do. what their job is yeah. yeah and yeah and i agree all right is there so getting back to james gunn so uh one, one of the other things he did he apologized which again, you do something wrong, you should apologize. I don't. I think we struggle with that as a society. But yeah, you, you mess up, you got to apologize. He apologized for his past comments. He demonstrated commitment to personal growth over the time. Um, he even had backing from all of his colleagues and his actors uh, that were a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy series, saying that he was a great guy. He had integrity. Um, all those things. That's a that's a good point too because. As a human, you know, you're you're going to make mistakes throughout your whole of life. Of course. Listen, I'm glad we grew up in a time where cell phones, I did not get a cell phone until I graduated high school. I'm glad I didn't have one prior. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm with you on that. Um I think there's a I I think in this society there's a big pause to admit when you were wrong. There is. I and I don't I don't think that's necessarily good. No. I mean, y- you need to own up to what you've said. Like I said earlier, you know, you're not the same person as you were 30 years ago. You grow, you make mistakes, you learn from them. And as long as, and I'm not familiar with this specific case, but as long as it was as his reactions to it were genuine and it's very, very sincere, then I think that's something that you know you could address and move on from, especially if it's not you know something that's a habit going forward if he doesn't have a history of that exactly you're 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 basing this guy's you know livelihood and career on one specific thing he said at one point in time yeah and that's the thing with cancer culture is it does it, it for celebrities and people like that it can dictate their entire livelihood the rest of their career now what i will say is i feel like you see a lot of it especially with politicians where you know oh man we screwed up you know, just get in front of the camera. Here's a script, and they're so ingenuine. Yeah, read the line. I think I think you could really tell when when people are genuine and when they're not. Oh, hundred percent. And I think I think that's a big part of determining. You know, in the future, is this somebody who's 
you know, just made a, a stupid mistake in poor taste? Or is this someone that's actually a jackass? Yeah, yeah. No, if they're actually a jackass, then yeah, exactly. Uh, so just to kind of fi- finish, I put a button on the James Gunn ser- uh, saga. Um, public opinion changed. Uh, they kind of eventually shifted. They realized that, hey, maybe this was like out of context. Maybe we went uh, and drove that nail too fast, too hard. Um, and he was reinstated as the, uh, the director for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, but again, it still does raise those questions about uh, past transgressions. How should they be perceived? Should they get you canceled, or should they just be part of your past? Again, context matters. So yeah, it's it, it's a very broad spectrum of of topics, and I don't I don't think you can categorize it as yes or no. It's yeah. it's a very situation by situation basis. At the end of the day, in in my opinion, don't be a dick. Yeah, live yeah. your life. Don't be a dick, and and care about how what you say may affect others. But at the same time, as a, in the court of public opinion, we got to give people their time. I mean, you can't go back and find a tweet from 14 years ago and just that's that's it. That's you're basing your 100 percent of your opinion on this one one tweet. We got to just like in the court of law, give them their due process. Yeah, but the difference is the due process is with the general population. Right. The point I was trying to make is we live in such a fast paced world right now. It's like all these TikToks and YouTube shorts and stuff. You have. You have four seconds to get someone's attention, and then they move on. So when you're talking about due process, it's like, how many how many just average Joes are gonna go and and research this and actually shake it out? They're gonna they're not. They're gonna read a they're gonna read a headline. They're gonna read three sentences into an article, form an opinion, and move on with their lives. When we all know that 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 may not be representative of that situation, or if there's a there's a alternative agenda that's out there that's trying to get this person, you know, canceled for other reasons. For sure, for sure. I mean, there, there's definitely pros. I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like we're defending cancel culture or saying that it's the worst thing ever. There are definitely pros. Accountability. We got to hold people accountable for their actions. Um, it's good for things like social awareness. So if you think back, maybe, I don't know how many years it's been now, several years, the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. perfect example of how cancel culture has actually done something very positive. Um, uh, teaching moments. Again, we need to be held accountable. I have a five-year-old. When your five-year-old does something wrong, you teach them, they learn, in the future they hopefully don't do something wrong. Same thing can work in cancel culture. I think that's where you get a lot of like high-profile people being disingenuous as well, because especially I think politicians are a great example where they know they're under a microscope at all times. And that's why I think that's why a lot you see, you know, when when you ask a question, it's always, you know, fumbled around and skirted around and tried to be avoided to to not trigger that headline or that reaction or, you know, that perception amongst the general population. All right. So let me give you another example. Let's see what you think about this one. All right. All right. So we all grew up with maybe you love, maybe you hate good old Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter and his lightning bolt. I, I read the first four books when I was in elementary, middle school. I have not finished the rest of them. I apologize to you Potter fans out there. I do have the entire book set in my library, in my office. So one of these days I will. Um, but uh, we all know J.K. Rowling, uh, Rowling, however you say her name. Um, she was the one who wrote the books, but she faced a lot of criticism from fans in uh, a publication in which she kind of voiced some transphobic beliefs, uh, which 
obviously in today's kind of culture immediately led to her potentially being canceled by definitely a, a hot button topic today. it is it is but at the end of the day should she be canceled for her opinions i guess what what were her opinions does do you have a specific um i don't know off the top of my head let me see if i can find it. what were her transphobic comments all right let's see complete breakdown yeah again again we can't just uh i, I didn't give you good context there so it's hard to make a f- an informed decision Now, I might not be a J.K. Rowling connoisseur of sorts, but from my understanding, it it seemed like J.K. Rowling was was fairly left-winged. Left-winged might not be a a great term, but aired more on the left side of politics more on the, than liberal, the right. liberalish side right. than the than the conservative side. Yeah, no, no, I agree. That's kinda that's kinda how I saw her prior to these tweets. All right, here's a tweet, I'll read it out. This is June 6, twenty twenty. If sex isn't real, there's no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. But at the end of the day, we're not uh, we're not trying to uh, no. defend or negate her one way or the other. But uh, just on its surface, not knowing anything about the situation other than what you just said, that didn't sound like something that necessarily was transphobic to me, at least on its surface level. I, that that just seems like somebody's opinion. Yeah, and the the tweet that led to that is that uh, she said, "People who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for those people." Um, someone help me out, Wembin, whip, whip, done, wood, mud. I don't know. So it's basically, I guess, poking fun at uh, uh, people who transition during that time. And yeah, that that last tweet there, I I can see how that could yeah yeah, be yeah. construed as a jab. Yeah, it is. I, I can see how that would piss people off for sure. Uh, but again, does that, it's her opinion, does that make her have to be canceled? Well, I don't think that's up for me and you to decide. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we're doing, yeah, though, isn't no, it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, and that's the problem. It's, it's opinion. Here, and here's the problem. Like like I said, I think that last one seems like it, it could have been a little bit of a jab. So sure. I, I don't. I'm not surprised that there might have been a little bit of fallout on that. And this, again, goes back to what you said at the very beginning, consequences. Actions, words have consequences. At the end of the day, I'd be curious why why she even felt the need to express that on a, a public platform. That's a, good, that's a good point. That brings up another point I'd like to... I'd like to talk about is that everybody wants their voice to be heard. And it's like, in my opinion, sometimes just keep your opinions to yourself. Everybody thinks that what they have to say is the holy grail and that everybody else needs to hear it. I agree. And again, that's the social media culture we live in, good or bad. It is what it is. That being said, uh, I think that's, do you you have anything else you want to add to the the cancel culture topic that we're rolling through right now? Or do you want to think, lighten it up a little bit and move on to Something fun, you know. I think we've I think we've kind of hit this one on the head again. At the end of the day, we're not trying to give you uh, a right or a wrong answer. We're just trying to make you think. Um, and I, I I do this when I teach. I don't like my opinion to dictate what you think. I like to give you both sides of the coin and let you make an informed decision yourself. I actually love talking to people who have a differing opinion than me. Oh, agreed. That's how you learn. Yeah. If you if you're if you're just sitting with people that always agree with everything you say, you're never gonna learn a damn thing. No, I agree. All right, all right, all right. enough of this. Yeah. All right, let's shake it out. Shake let's it roll. out. Get a beer. Get a drink. Do you want to go ahead and introduce our? Second topic of the day. Second topic of the day. Yes, this is going to be a fun one. This is a. Uh, I struggled with this one honestly because when you when you sent me the topic idea, I was like, man, um, I get to pick anybody. All right, so here's what it is. So 
If you could be haunted by the ghost of a deceased person, celebrity and or not, um, but you got to pick who it was, you get to pick who's haunting you, who would you choose and why? So I got I got a handful. I was I was chewing on this for a little bit. Same. This um, was this was tough. I will say to before I give my answer, when when I hear haunted, I don't necessarily see that. As it's scary. Ne- no. No, 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 it, 100%. I don't see it as negative. I, I did not take it that way, so I'm glad you don't see yeah. it that way either. So I think for me, oh, man, num- number one pick, I think I think Betty White would be a good oh, one. Holy hell, I didn't even think about Betty White. Yeah, that is Betty a good White one. But we're on the same page because you want to know who mine is? What? Robin Williams. Okay, yeah. So we're both comedy. That's good. So I don't know. My opinion, it's like, all right, if Betty White wanted to haunt me the rest of my life, that'd be cool. It'd be like having your grandma just hanging out with you, right? Telling you jokes all the time. Yeah, like... My up, my grandma never told me jokes. Get up Saturday morning, you you walk out to get a cup of coffee, you see a bunch of butter and brown sugar on the counter, like, oh, Betty, you're making cinnamon rolls. That's awesome. Thank you. Wait, how does a ghost make cinnamon rolls? They is, have supernatural powers, oh, bro. That's a good point. Good point. All right. So if they can, all right, hell. They can move stuff. I, I, didn't, consider, she, I didn't consider the fact that I could get food out of this. I'm not this. saying she has, I'm not saying she made the cinnamon rolls. I'm just saying maybe maybe she guides you in a way that, you know what, I, I do, I would like a sugary, cinnamony doughy treat for breakfast. Do you think Betty White could actually cook cinnamon rolls? Hell hell yeah, she can cook cinnamon rolls. She was acting from like the day she was young. I don't know when she started, but uh, you're probably right. Betty White's a national treasure. You do not disrespect her. I'm not disrespecting her. She's a great lady. All right, R.I.P. R.I.P. Betty. So if Robin Williams was haunting you, what what does that look like? So for me, I was like, um, well, so I thought I thought about this. I was like, oh, I could have my grandfather come back, and I thought like, that'd just be weird as hell. Um, I, I did go with the. I, I did think about the sentimental aspect of it too. I did too. I mean. I grew up with my grandfather. He was kind of like my father growing up. So uh, from like the age of like twelve until I was until he died when I was like seventeen. But I was like, eh, he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> so I was like, I don't, he'd probably be judging me all the time, and I don't want him to see me get naked. He would definitely make fun of me. Wow, you really you really took that to a I weird know, spot. I know, I know. Exactly. Well, listen, if, she, if they're always around you, I guess. I mean, I guess, but. Now, speaking of that, Betty White's going to see what you got going on downstairs. How do you feel about that? I mean, Betty White's a national treasure. She, <laughs> she's seen some shit in her day. I don't think right. I don't think that she'd be phased. No, you're right. You're right. Like you're right. That. She's been around a while. She's 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 seen a few things. All right. So Robin Williams, the way I saw this with Robin Williams is uh I want to be. I want this man to be able to just make me laugh at any given point in time. I mean, that's what he was known for. He was arguably. Um, I don't know that anybody would even argue against this. The greatest improv comedian of all time. I mean, potentially. Yeah, I definitely think there's an argument for Great that. Great movies. He, we all know his movies: Aladdin, Good Will Hunting, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Dead Poets Society, What Dreams May Come, Miss Doubtfire, The Birdcage, Jumanji. One of my favorites because I kind of grew up with that one. Uh, so yeah, all great movies, and a lot of those have improv in them. And I mean, he's just good at telling jokes. So who wouldn't want somebody floating? I guess can they float or are they walking as a supernatural? If they're supernatural, they're floating. That's the way I picture. I picture a floating ghost, floating Robin Williams head. That'd be cool. So I had, I had another, I had another one that I wanted to bring up. All right, what do you got? Steve Irwin. <laughs> oh crikey, man! Can you imagine like just walking around and just having him in your ear all day? Like maybe you're at a party and you're you know oh I gotta go home you know whatever and he's like hi right, Mike you can have another shot go for it mm, that's a good one too see I, that's the way I think about these hauntings like there's there's just that person kind of in my ear giving me guidance throughout my day 
Steve Irwin's good. Um, so if we're going voices, so if I want voices, you know who I'm going to go? I'm going to go Sir David Attenborough. There you go. I mean, just think about him narrating my entire life. Cameron wakes up in the morning. He takes his morning poo with his coffee. <laughs> so going, that, that's funny you say narration. Because I think my my third one on this. I hadn't one. thought about that until you kind of yeah. mentioned. Uh... So here here's my trifecta. Okay, right. number three, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing him narrating your life. I think that'd be Sorry, great. R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. I love you. I've got some of your books, so you're a great guy. But uh, just the fact that I feel like he would he would really keep me honest with myself because he's so damn smart. I don't know that I could understand him that he's so damn smart. Well, he'd dumb it down for your peanut brain. But... I hope so. Jesus. I, I mean, I don't think I could understand him. Okay, so you got that. You got that Mount Rushmore of uh, deceased celebrities narrating your life. Can you imagine walking into a freaking club, Betty White, Steve Irwin, and Stephen Hawking's ghost right behind you? No, that'd be pretty awesome. I don't know many things, but I know that would be a damn party. That would be a hell of a party. Yeah, I got Robin Williams. I got Sir David Attenborough kind of narrating my life. Ooh, I haven't picked a third yet. Who would I pick as my third? I didn't know we were doing three. I only prepared for one. See, I like. I really like this topic. Well, it is. That's why I struggled with just picking one. If I didn't know what I could have picked more than one, I would have kept going. So we got uh, Sir David Attenborough. I mean, Betty White's a good one. You kind of kicked us off with <laughs> Robin Williams. I think is a solid choice. All right, all right. Let's 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 flip it here, just because for the fun of it. Um, they're not dead. You can pick anybody living to kind of be your shadow and just kind of. Uh, they don't have to be dead. Okay. And I'll just throw this one at you off the top of my head. Robert Downey Jr. All right. Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Just as an FYI, he named his dog Stark. He may be obsessed with uh, <laughs> me. Again, I my brain goes straight to comedy. I want to laugh all the time. Um, I'm going Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart would be hilarious. I mean, just a little five foot four Kevin Hart running around me behind. I'm not a big guy. I'm like five eleven, but just uh, he's so small that he would. Uh, he's like your little shadow running around you all the time. Man, but he's got so much damn energy, man. So much energy. He'd just be your constant hype man. I the know. Entire and, time, and he loves to work out. I love to work out, so we could get some good workouts in. He'd be pumping me up while we're getting workout in, telling me jokes, making me laugh. So going back to the uh, people that are alive, Post Malone. See, I don't know much about Post Malone. I've heard I've heard a few interviews with him on various podcasts. He just seems like a chill, genuine dude. He just wants everybody to be nice and kind and just be chill. All right, and I'm I, like, I that, like that. that's the kind of positivity that I think we need more in in this world. You need to surround yourself with people that uh, are going to make you happy and not, uh, yeah, not angry all the time. I like that. Post Malone. See, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know much about Post Malone. All right, if I'm picking two, you keep making me pick more than one. <laughs> That's how my that's how my squirrel brain goes. No, no, it's like oh, ADD. Yep. Go over here. Peanut. Um, all right, so you got Post Malone, I got Kevin Hart, you got Robert Downey Jr. because you may be obsessed with him. I don't want to tell your wife what you think about it at night, but <laughs> um, let's see a second one. Currently living. I keep going to comedy. I want to. I want to think of something. You got to go outside the box. I, so I'm trying. I know because yeah. my brain went to Will Ferrell. That'd be fun. But I want to go outside of comedy. You know, and I'm not going to get into politics here because that's not what this podcast is about. But I think it would be hilarious, again, going to comedy, 
to just have old uh, Donald Trump following me around all the time. <laughs> the entertainment factor would be <laughs> off the charts. You just never know what you're going to get with that man, so. Regardless of what you think about him, he's a damn character. Oh, he's a character for sure. I like characters. Listen, I'm not going to get into politics, but uh, as just a, a guy who's always got something to say, whether or not you agree with it, it would uh, would definitely bring some, uh, some fun to the party. I will say, I feel like the huge reason why he's such a big character is just the goofy way he talks. <laughs> he does talk like, really goofy. Um, and it's, it's kind of weird to hear yourself talking on a podcast and talk about the way somebody talks because you always think you sound weird. Right. So he does. He just genuinely sounds like a, an odd speaker. That being said, I think it's a good uh, good spot to wrap up the podcast yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, share with us. Share with us what who who do you want to be haunted by if you can pick anybody. Again, this is not like mean, menacing hauntings. It could be fun if you wanted to. It could be mean if you wanted to if you're into that. But go ahead and take it away. Yeah, we appreciate you all uh, chiming in again. If you want to send us any feedback or uh, topic recommendations in the future, uh, shoot us an email at loggersandloudmouths at gmail.com. And we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us today. All right, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Loggers and Loudmouths. Be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast streaming service. If you would like to provide feedback or suggest a topic for a future episode, please reach out to us at loggersandloudmouths at gmail.com.